make every night legendary. Legendary. I know. I know it's legendary. Everyone to the legendary Stay Us podcast. We know you missed us because you love us. I'm Chris, <laughs> and I'm here with Jordan. Love, love, love is all, all around. It's in the air. We are back, people. Don't you dare. Dare what? <laughs> I got nothing. Don't you dare beware. I don't know. All right. Because we can't start over, everybody. We're just going to go ahead and swim past that. <laughs> I thought it was going to be cooler coming out, but apparently I dropped the ball on that. That's all right. Y'all know y'all love us still. Whatever. Yeah, so a lot of uh, different events have taken place that have kept us from recording and, and between recordings. So to cover all of that up, we'll just say we're starting a new season of the Stay House Podcast. Hey, all right. <laughs> That'll work. That'll work. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Stayos Podcast. Drop us a line. Leave us a text message. A text message on the Stayos line, 904-878-2676. Text message us. Maybe we'll read your text message on the air. And answer some of your questions and responses to the show. That is, of course, at our discretion because this is our show. <laughs> well, we, we certainly we certainly appreciate you all's interest, man. So that'll be dope. You're so nice, Jordan. Hey, man, you got to show a little love to the fans, man. We're nothing without them. We're still legendary, but we're legendary because of the stay listener. Uh, not a lot of fans, so we're nothing with them. Hey, 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 hey. You don't know how many people in, in Barcelona and Madrid might be chimed in to the Stay House podcast. I mean, we yes. had uh, the legendary NBA writer on not too long ago. You never know, man. We're broadening our horizons. You're absolutely right. I, I take all of that back. You never know who's listening. <laughs> Shout out to Sean Devaney yet again uh, for giving us uh, a bit of credibility by jumping on the show. Hopefully we can have him in the, in the not-too-far-away future. Uh, as the NBA has had a lot going on, 
And uh, we'll just give you a quick recap since the uh, the heat of the NBA offseason has started to die down. Of course, yeah. highlighted by, we already discussed the Anthony, Anthony Davis move to the Lakers. We discussed that. And uh, also, some things that took place. The major story was the silent assassin, the Kaiser um, Sose. So it was what was the usual suspects? The guy that didn't talk and then just like did it. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, that was Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I know the example I used. Remember on The Simpsons where the guy standing on the lawn when the Chinese mafia is fighting and he hasn't done anything yet and Homer knows he's about to do something, but Marge calls him away <laughs> and as soon as he turns his head, the guy does something. That's Kawhi Leonard. That's Kawhi Leonard. Yes, sir. What do you do, baby? What do you do, baby? <laughs> Boardman gets paid. Boardman gets PG-13 to come to the Clippers. That's right. That's right. Causing the domino effect of the NBA version of the Stay House podcast. Where people say it won't work, but it probably will. That is, Russell Westbrook and James Harden happened as a side effect of that. Because once Russell Westbrook saw that the Oklahoma City Thunder weren't going to do anything, he was like, I want out. I want to win. Send me to Houston. And that's what happened. And now Chris Paul is stuck in Oklahoma City. He gets to throw lobs to draft picks. Like, actual draft picks. Yeah, yeah a lot of them. Un- unfulfilled draft picks will be catching lobs this year. Oklahoma City Thunder, you can have all the Bulls G-leaguers that they had last year because you're going to have to fill a roster. Yeah, that's going to be uh, kind of insane. They got a lot back for that, but I don't know, man. That 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 team is is in, obviously, they're quickly in rebuild mode now. So what I would try to do is get those guys back out of there. I mean, I'm pretty sure Chris doesn't. Doesn't want to be stuck there, but uh, we'll see what happens. Oh, Chris Paul deserves every bit of Oklahoma City. <laughs> also, we've witnessed um, some other moves. The Bulls made the extremely, extremely okay move of getting Thaddeus Young a couple years, maybe too late, and they drafted Kobe White, and they got Luke Cornett. And they got Thomas Tomas Sadaransky. That's right. And now the Bulls will go from a 22 win team to a 32. Hey, progress, man. Progress. You gotta you gotta get up a step. You know, while you're climbing that ladder, it's one one step at a time. You can't just jump up to the top. You gotta make little gradual steps. I think that the 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 chemistry and the the culture will change a little bit with a guy like that Thaddeus Thaddeus already has pronounced that he will come in and he will change the culture of this team with his his work ethic and his his uh his ability to teach and you know kind of give his knowledge on the game to some of these young cats and uh, put them in a better position to win and have the the mindset of winning so I do like a Thaddeus young young acquisition yeah you, you're probably right a couple of years too late but uh he's not a, a, a you know a, a, a scrub uh he still can give a little bit to the team so nice tra- nice acquisition 
Oh, he's got a little bit there. Uh, he may come and change culture. I don't know who he's going to change it to. Whatever he's going to change it to, Team USA <laughs> didn't think it was worth anything. <laughs> they got rid of him quick. They're like, uh, yeah, you and uh, you. Go. <laughs> right. It's like, uh, we'd rather have Derek White. Yeah, that 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 was that was a slap in the face. I saw that. I'm like, dang, you kept Derek White over him? Okay. But I mean, hey, it's all Derek good. White. The Team USA team, man. It's all all good. Nothing, nothing to worry about. That gives you more time to focus on the the season ahead. I, I'm not worried, Daddy. Yes, you're still doing your thing. Why are you disrespecting Derek White? I like Derek White. Derek White is okay. I wouldn't take him over Thaddeus Young if you told me if I had to start a roster and those two were picked. I would pick Derek uh, Thaddeus Young first. Why would you do that? Uh, better overall game. More experience, playoff experience. I would definitely pick him. You don't need. How does he have more playoff experience over a guy who plays for the Spurs? But Derek White is still young, though. He only has had one year of experience, I believe. Isn't Derek White like just coming out of being a rookie? This is his third year in the league. Third year. That's what I'm yes, saying. Thaddeus has had years of being in playoff. You know, situations. I would still take him because of his experience in his all-around game. You know, Derek White doesn't do anything that much more amazing than what Thaddeus would give you. Derek White is extremely quick. He's actually been kind of the MVP of this USA camp. But, I mean, those things are moved. I mean, there's nothing you can really do about it, right? I mean, you got Thaddeus running on the Bulls. So, he's going to change culture yeah. because Thaddeus Young plays – 78 to 82 games every year, and by him being there, everyone else is going to be healthier. <laughs> I see your little sarcasm, sir, but that's okay. They're going to try their best, all right? As long as the Bulls stay healthy, they're a legitimate playoff team, you know, not necessarily at the top of the East, but they could squeak in, and that's actually the biggest issue is staying healthy for a whole 82-game season. You need your you need your best players on the court, getting that chemistry, getting that camaraderie, you know that that building that up so that you can get to that next level. And uh, that's actually what I think kind of plagued them a couple of years because everybody's been hurt. So you know, when Denzel Valentine gives gets back on that court, watch out, <laughs> Valentine. Um. Found out that the guy who's been crossing over Denzel Valentine in the summertime is making waves every other game in the Big Three. So, you know, he found a job outside of T-Mobile. He's now playing semi-professional basketball and getting killed by Joe Johnson. But so is everybody in the Big Three. It's almost not fair. <laughs> Shout out but to I Nate Rob, big- by the way, man. I found the Big Three remarkably entertaining this year. Oh, it is. I don't know about you. It's been incredibly oh, no, no, no. entertaining. I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. That's why I just said shout out to Nate Rob. I looked at one of the highlights. It was a uh, Power versus Tri-State, and uh, Tri-State Power is a very good team. They got Catino Mobley. They got uh, a couple of good cats on there, but uh, Tri-State's got Amari and uh, Nate Rob. And Nate Rob, he was going up against Glenn Davis, I think, for the game winner. Glenn Davis tried to steal the ball. And then Nate Watt run around him. He did his jumping three, made it off the backboard while Glenn Rob, Glenn uh, Davis was holding him up, fouling him, and 
uh, hit a game winner. So I thought that was kind of cool. It, it's definitely picking up some steam, man. That's that's really I, I'm 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 happy for you know those guys. They're able to still do some things even outside of the NBA at an older age. So it is definitely picking up steam. It is, and Joe Johnson looks like he's playing with children. <laughs> he's just he's just doing just ISO Joe stuff. He's like, I do this. Hey, that's what he knows. ISO Joe, baby. Anyway, we're not going to spend too much time on that. Um, back to the Bulls squeaking into the playoffs. It may happen because the East is only about nine teams deep, so the Bulls got to fight for that. But the storyline of the year for them will be. Uh, immovable object, meet irresistible force. Thaddeus Young versus the Bulls training staff. Let's see how healthy he can stay when he when he gets a load of these guys. <laughs> what you say? They're going to purposely hurt him? <laughs> oh no, no, they're not. They, gonna got, got, they got sticks and needles ready for him when he gets to the to to <laughs> to the office. What what is this? That is young is going to sneeze in one practice and they're going to give him a spinal tap. <laughs> dang, you gave him the Luol Dang treatment, huh? Okay. You get that Luol Dang treatment. Luol Dang is, is out there like, I have played 80 games five years in a row. I'm going to give you a spinal tap. Yeah, that's. You know, that would be insane. But hey, man. Again, man, the culture has to change. So hopefully that doesn't happen. You know, we'll see. We'll see how how, how healthy these 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 lovables will be. You want to change culture? Change culture by getting some dude who can score thirty points a game on a given night, single handedly beat another team. So that'll change culture real fast. Hey man, I- I, I told you, I keep telling you, if you look at the, the, the videos of this guy, now Zach Levine is going to t- take over the league. Zach Levine is that dude. You watch his, his off-season workouts, some of the stuff he's posted recently. He is always doing his thing to get better. I'm telling you, Zach Levine, if he remains healthy for the whole season, probably might be close to hitting that 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 peak. I'm I'm not against that. Like you know, I think Zach is a very talented offensive player. Uh, I see his work ethic on the offensive end, practicing those skills. Kendall Gill, uh, former brief Chicago Bull in the twilight of his career, and former uh, solid defender, fighting a line eye, Chicago area product, now working for Comcast Sportsnet or NBC yep. Sport, whatever they call themselves now, but. Hey, Kendall, if you're listening or you get word of this, man, love to have you on the show. I uh, actually want to do some reminiscing with you. I think we uh, know some some common folks, similar connections back in the old neighborhood. So if you hear me, man, shout out. Shout out to us. But Kendall Gill wants to work with Zach Levine on the defensive end. And I think Zach should take him up on that. And that's to me really? how Zach can impact the game more. You're a 24 point a game score, which is is very, very good in, in the NBA. But man, I, I need Zach Levine to, I mean, he doesn't have to be a lockdown defender, but he has to be a plus defender. You know, where you're not completely losing track of your guy off the ball. 
Uh, he's not a terrible on-ball defender one-on-one, but once that ball leaves his, his man's hands, he gets lost. So he, he just his defensive awareness yeah. needs to pick up in order for Zach to be more of an impact player. He doesn't score enough, and I don't think he'll ever score enough to make up for terrible defense. It's not like he's Carmelo. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think that, uh, you know, with players like Zach Levine of his caliber who are extremely athletic, there's really no excuse or reason why they can't be able to dominate on both ends of the court. They have the means to do so. But as as most players will tell you, most expert will tell experts will tell you, defense is all about desire. It's it's about wanting to play and stopping your man. And it, you know, you heard it from Jabari first, you know, I don't get paid to play defense. Well, you fool, you get paid to play the game of basketball, which requires you play on both ends of to the floor. Now, again, I'll take myself, for example, when I play basketball, I always wanted to score. Then it was a, it, it's, it's weird. It's this feeling that you get when you know you got to come back down the court and you got to try to stick somebody and you don't really anticipate what they're going to do, how they're going to try to cross you over, what move they're going to put on you so that they can either get past you or create some distance for a shot. So it, it's, it's a mind game. So that, that kind of they kind of absorb some of your energy more than you, you being on the on the offensive. And I think that's the whole part of the defensive side is you got to want it. You got to want it. You got to want to come hard. You look at a player like Patrick Beverly, you will never ever say that Patrick Beverly is on the level of Zach Levine offensively, but Patrick Beverly is a dog on the defensive side. And that's his mentality. He's like, you're not going to, you're not going to kill me. Even if he's playing against Kevin Durant, taller, much more, uh, uh, elite offensively, but he's not going to back down, and that's the mentality Zach has to kind of get. Is you don't have to be a world beater on defense. We're not asking you to be Kawhi, but you know, be 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 sound on defense. Be somebody that's just not going to get walked over. Yeah, it was interesting listening to you talk about defense, Jordan. <sighs> you do like to score. What? You do like to score. Man. Hey man, <laughs> you know what's funny? I've I've said this for years, I, I, and I know that I'm I'm not as good as I know I can be because everybody who plays basketball should know how to play defense. But that's the thing: how to play and wanting to play is two different things. And for me, the older I get, I try my hardest to play better defense because I know it's it's extremely important, and I don't feel good when people scorn me anymore. So. I think I'm past that phase, but uh, yeah, it it it's important. It's important. Yeah, you're getting that old man pride, Jordan. Yeah, yeah I hit that point in my life. Hit that point in my life, right around thirty, where it's just like, okay, I'm not as good offensively because I don't jump as high and run as fast. I can still score. Yeah, you ain't scoring on me. And then after you get through that phase. You'll still defend pretty well, but you'll just be older and just like, okay, I'm going to play defense, but I'm not guarding that guy. So give it a couple more years. <laughs> Gee, thanks. I'm looking forward some to kid's it. Gonna, some kid's going to come up to the court, and he's going to uh, dribble the basketball at 12 bounces per second. It's like, I am not guarding that kid. Yeah, that that. That's that's not fun. That's not fun. I'll leave that assignment to somebody else. Totally. 
other free agent news that uh, you may have missed. Indiana seemed to do pretty well. Uh, low key, yeah. Some moves. They picked up Jeremy Lamb and Malcolm Brockton. Um, of yeah. course, Kyrie and Kevin Durant teamed up and went to Brooklyn. Uh, Golden State and Brooklyn decided to make a deal of it, doing a sign and trade for Durant in exchange for D'Angelo Russell. That way, Golden State doesn't fall completely off the map. And there's talk again, and I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in line with it. Don't quite count Golden State out because Clay is talking about coming back in December, January, and they're going to have a lot of backcourt firepower to to contend yeah. with outcomes. Uh, what am I missing? Nothing. You already up. talked about OKC in Houston. You already talked about those guys. Lakers talk, talked about the Clippers. Yeah, those are the main ones. Oh, yeah. Boogie Cousins went to the Lakers, too. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's going to be the I battle of like LA that. for the West. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I'm looking forward to those matchups. But I love the Clippers. Like, I, I love the way they're going to play basketball. And, and I, I told you this, and I've told other people this. Imagine this scenario where you're calling screen rolls, and you're trying to get a screen to get Kawhi Leonard off of you, only for Paul George to pick you up. Or for Montrezl Harrell to pick you up. Or for Lord yeah. forbid, Patrick Beverly to pick you up. It's not going to be a lot of places to turn. Nope. And in the Staples Center, the, the Clippers are going to be the kings of the Staples Center this year, I believe. Absolutely. Yeah, book it. Uh, that's what I'm hoping for, man. I, I love the way the Clippers were constructed. I'm, I'm looking forward to those matchups. That's going to be some some real defense being played, not no, no, no featherweight type of, you know, back up and down the court shooting threes. That's going to be some, some real team defense being played on that squad. So I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. And I'm all for their, their owner, Steve Ballmer. That guy is, uh, that man is high on all types of drugs, but you got to love his intensity for the team. That dude is a keg of dynamite, man. He is ready to explode at all times. He is ready to explode everywhere. That dude is nuts. But you gotta love it, man. I, I appreciated the intensity, and that's that's the kind of intensity you, you want from somebody who's supposed to care about the team, Ryan's dwarfs. And like, so check this out. Just just a quick note about Bomber. This isn't manufactured excitement, okay? Do yourself a favor and just like Google Steve Bomber uh, Microsoft. And if you look at their yeah. old Microsoft meetings. This dude, even back then, was just like a maniac. Yeah. He's, this is him. He has always been like this. Yeah. Went to a, 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 a esteemed university and college and, and everything. But goes to show you, man, even though you may be smart, you can also be a little nuts in the head, too. There's nothing wrong with that. Steve, Steve Ballmer acts like what I believe a rich white person should act. Like, you should be excited about life. I mean, it's, hey, you won. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> but the NBA should be fun next year. Um, got some good stuff going on. 
I'm looking forward to it. Some exciting matchups. They're starting to they're gonna leak the schedule. Well, they leaked it a little bit, but the schedule full blown is coming out very soon. The NBA has done what it's what it could to stay in your consciousness. And now the time has come for D football. Football grown you, men. You already know, baby. You already know. One hundred car accidents a game. Yes. Give me all of it. I'm here for all of it. Grown men risking their ability to smell in their 60s. <laughs> forgetting their, their wife, ability forgetting their wife's name. <laughs> forgetting their wife's name. Living with sleep apnea for the rest of their lives. Just Blowing the their hands off with fireworks. That, that has nothing to do with anything. That's stupidity. But football is passion. <laughs> Going into a, a, a freeze freeze machines and 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 burning their feet off. <laughs> We're not gonna talk. We are. Let's let's talk about this idiot. So, oh God, <laughs> can we talk about his mustache first? <laughs> no. So he has a platinum mustache. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's an idiot. He's an idiot. Pittsburgh is happy. So go ahead. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I stand by the belief that the the top receivers in the game are DeAndre Hopkins, Odell Beckham, Anthony Brown, Antonio Brown, rather, and Julio Jones. Not in that order. I would say Hopkins is first, Brown is second, then Beckham and Julio. Okay, but it's very close. And for a long time, I said Brown was was the top receiver in the game, but you know, time off, and and now he got cold hot feet. Um, <laughs> that may take his toll. But this dude, like something snapped in his head in the last two years, and he just so first you had the whole Pittsburgh thing, and they they were kind of enabling him for a little bit, and then he just. Then he got his way out of Pittsburgh to the Raiders. <laughs> Have fun with that, Gruden. You are you are a great trade thing. So he went to the oh, Raiders. That's a bad made in heaven. <laughs> like don't 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 get it twisted. That's a match made in heaven. Gruden is just as nuts. So so but let, let's not let's not act like Gruden is in for for a surprise. They both probably are, are, are going to the bar a few times a day. So, as you know, I'm not the biggest LeBron James fan, right? Because of several oh, factors. Of course. Of course. But, you know, he's a talented guy. And he's, he's smart in many aspects in how he has handled his career and the public perception of him as persona. And yeah, one except thing, for Taco Tuesdays. That is so aggravating. Bleacher Report, uh, Dime Magazine, Slam Magazine, can you please stop telling me about when LeBron eats tacos. Can we please stop this? I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't want to see him spitting his family. Well. See him what? Him spitting. The, the, the second time they showed this fool doing Taco Tuesday, he spit. He was so excited doing his little goofy uh, uh, Sesame Street face that he spit. And I'm like, all right, hey, please get rid of this fool. I've ignored it because... 
the the staying in our consciousness, like I don't mind the thing as a father, you know, he's with his kid. There's a lot of controversy on that. I don't care. Do your thing, man. You know, some kids' dreams came true because you got in a layup line with them. That's fine. It's whatever. Why, why are you telling me about everything he's doing? Anyway, so back to Antonio Brown. Um, yeah. The comparison I was going to make with him and LeBron James. So LeBron James, remember for a while, was doing the, the cryo chamber, or as I like to call it, the ice yeah. blast. Yeah. He was doing that right. He would go in there. He would have somebody watch him. He'd go in there for a certain amount of time. And, you know, he'd come out and everything would be fine. Apparently, Antonio Brown got like a knockoff version of this, and it only frees defeats. And I guess he wasn't paying attention, and he got frostbite on his feet. And now he can't even participate in practice anyway because his feet are messing up from frostbite. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, while he can't do anything because his feet are frostbitten, he's hassling over the helmet issue to where I guess the NFL changed the helmets. And now he's saying that if he can't go back to the old helmet he had, he's not going to play. He may even retire. So you basically traded for a crybaby who's not going to play a game until he gets his way. We all know Antonio Brown's not going to retire, right? He's not. He's not. But but why 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 go through this crap? Then he says if, if he has if he's forced to play in this helmet, he's going to sue the NFL if anything happens and he gets hurt. Yeah, it'll be on the league's fault. Okay, well, whatever. Have fun with that. Have fun with that. The league isn't paying uh, CTE people yet, right? Not off the I losses. Don't think so. Yeah, so he's not going to get it until that CTE thing is let, resolved. Let, let's, let's, let's just let's just let's just be completely honest. The NFL doesn't care, you know. They they, they have to show face and, and 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 put on a good show. But at the end of the day, it's about money. They, they, they don't care about people getting injured because at the end of the day, that's what they've signed up for. They get paid very handsomely for it. So these 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 people, these owners, these people who put their 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 money in. To this game, they don't necessarily care. And they know that we, the public, just want to see large men crashing into each other for 20 yeah. weeks out of yeah. a year. Like true. now, they're, they're breathing life back into the 18 game schedule thing. Yeah, that, funny you mention that. Yeah, that, that that's true. Which, I'm going to be honest, I w- would love that if they could replace some of these preseason games. I think four preseason weeks is too much. I'm ready to see there's some football. I'm perfectly fine with things the way they are. I need I need time to gather intel for my fantasy leagues. That's what preseason does. Sure, I mean that's that's all well and good. I just I, I don't know. It's it's something about it. It's like when you get a little bit of football, like like the Bears game. When you get a little bit of it, it's like okay, all right. I don't need this tease. Don't don't tease me. I don't need three more weeks of tease. Just, just, just give me the whole enchilada, not just a little bit on the side. I need, I need the whole plate. Give me the whole plate of food. I see me coming from. Like I felt teased by. I don't even watch the, the first preseason game. I don't even watch. I just catch the highlights on the back end. Like 
I I watch a little bit of of it just to see the hits and the tackles. I don't really. I'm I'm disconnected by quarter two in the first preseason. Oh, dude, I I I'm 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 not, not gonna lie. I was so desperate when the Bears game came on. I watched it from beginning to not end, but I would say close to it, like a little little bit after the fourth quarter started. Then that's when I was like, all right, there's nothing more to see here. But literally, I could have done that maybe at halftime. But it was just the idea of football being on. I'm like, this is awesome. But I knew I wasn't getting the greatest product, so I just dealt with it. I dealt with it. That is how desperate I am to see NFL football. I mean, it's like that first preseason game is like you're supposed to go out on a date with a girl and her <laughs> less hot sister shows up. Yeah. So you reschedule the date, but it's just like I'm already out with your sister, so I'm just going to go ahead and just gonna, uh, watch this here movie. Nothing's going to happen. I'm just going to watch this here movie. And I'll get to it. <laughs> I'm still going to need to see your sister. That's the first preseason. It's like, yeah, it's, we'll just go ahead and just do what we got to do to get through this. And for me, that's cutting out around quarter two. Good showing if you're a Bears fan. Good showing for the young draft pick, David Montgomery. Absolutely. Show some wiggle. Show some trucking ability. You know, he's, he's a little engine that good out there. Yeah, yeah. It also showed why you gave up Jordan Howard because there are things David Montgomery did, even in the little bit that he showed, that you can say easily, oh, yeah, Jordan can't do that. Jordan wouldn't be able to do that or move his body that way or maybe pick up a little bit more speed like that with the, 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 the open field juke moves just to get a first down. I was impressed with those things or the ability to to divert from the, the supposed direction of the play and then make your own path and get into the end zone, that that was impressive to me. Lots of wiggle. Lots of wiggle. Um, <laughs> Matt Nagy's gushing over this dude, man. He's having a hard time containing his excitement over little David Montgomery. Yeah. Yeah, he is. I Even am too. I'm with him. I'm with him. Even in practice, man, I had a chance to go to Bourbonnet over the weekend and take yeah, in a Bears practice. Me. Don't remind me. I was supposed to be there with them folks. It's fine. It's fine. I represent it well. I was going to get a stay out shirt, but I couldn't get it back in time, so I just with my old Erlacher jersey. Oh, um, okay. But David Montgomery showed out there. Met David Montgomery's mom. That David really? Montgomery's mom. Yes. Beautiful woman, beautiful lady. Uh, oh. Love talking to her. I have one problem though, and it's not with her. Uh oh. I am. I am going to appeal to Chicago Bears fans. Chicago Bears fans, we got to do better. David Montgomery's mom came to training camp. It was family day, so a lot of the family members were there to see the players. You know, you got a lot of cousins there to watch the practice, moms, dads, things like that. But she tried to get to the front to, you know, see on the field and, and, and see her baby, you know, show right. out in practice. 
he'd have scored a practice touchdown. She missed it. Why? Because she said that many of the fans were giving her a hard time and she was trying to get to the front. Hmm. We got to do better, wow. Chicago. Chicago wow. Bears fans. Chicago fans. Come we got to do now. better. Come on. Now, now, now here's my only question. Here, here's my only question with that. Did they know who she was? I, I would think she spoke up and said something. She was the only person there with a David Montgomery jersey. Who gets one that fast? Mom. <laughs> or at least a family member. You know? Some people some people probably still was like, oh, this, this old black lady just trying to get to the front. Get out of here. <laughs> Man. And she she was she had developed an opinion of the Chicago fan. You know, she's like, Chicago people are mean. I was like, we're not that bad. Just got some bad apples. But I told her, I reassured her. I said, I promise you, you will get better seats at the Super Bowl. There you go. See, I like that. Plant that seed. This is our year, baby. Speaking <laughs> into do, existence. Baby. Speaking into existence. Uh, hopefully I'll stand out with her as, as a good Chicago fan, a good fella. You know. <laughs> About. An indentation on her on her consciousness that all Chicago fans, you know, are rude. But Chicago is, is kind of known for being a nicer town than New York and Philly and LA, you know? But yeah, to an extent, yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, but you know, not in this case. Man. <laughs> step hey, it up. Right. You did fans, your thing. Step it up. You know, stay us podcast, you know, we, we shouldn't have to be the the salve for, for <laughs> wounded family members of players. Wounded. <laughs> Seriously. Like I really felt for her. Nice lady. Had a good good talk with her. Good brief talk. But Chicago fans, we gotta step it up. Anyway, yeah. anyway, that's that's my, my David Montgomery. David Montgomery slash David Montgomery's mom experience over the weekend. Gotcha. Gotcha. But a good damn practice yesterday. Uh, oh, Riley Ridley lost some poor DB. I can't remember which one it was, but he made an incredible catch. Over you know what? I, 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 I'm going to be honest. I completely forgot about him, and I was high on him when they drafted him, but it's so many decent receivers on our team. Dare I say, dare I say, good receivers on our team um, that he kind of got lost in a pile. So, so you're saying that does he actually look really good? Yes, Ridley looked good. Miller looked really good, and Allen Robinson. Like I don't know, you know what the the structure of the play calling system was. Allen Robinson looked like he was open. Every snap. Really? Like he was getting release and separation, getting open almost every play. So those those three, for sure, Miller, Robinson, and Ridley looked really good. Uh, Wims made a... You didn't see... Mm-hmm. No, I'm saying you didn't see Taylor Gabriel or Shaheen? I mean, or Burton? Yeah. Gabriel... I don't. I didn't see Burton. I don't, I don't know if he's practicing yet. I didn't see him. Okay. Gabriel, you know, looked fast as usual. He made a couple plays. Shaheen made a nice catch 
in the end zone during a drive. A nice dive and catch. Uh, kind of caught it with one hand and cradled it in while he was diving. They called it a catch, the referees there. So uh, he, he looked pretty good. Uh, for, I had forgotten that Bradley Soul had switched to tight end, but he was still working with the alignment. And, okay, so here's some traits. Look for Cordero Patterson out of the backfield. Yeah. Hear me? Hear me stay on screens? Cordero Patterson <laughs> out of the backfield. Okay. <laughs> then I got to stand on the on the side like where the trench work was going on, man. The one on ones against the offensive lineman and defensive oh, yeah. lineman. The that was like yeah, yeah, that was yeah. like to see. That was going on while the one-on-one cornerback wide receiver things were going on, but because of where we were standing, I had a I had a better view of the the trench battles. So I was like, I was yeah. fascinated by that. I almost much rather see that was, because that's where the okay. fights kick off, man. They're not, okay. they're not the receivers and corners aren't fighting each other. It's those trench battles where guys are just going at it and doing what they got to do to, to hold their ground. But all in all, from what I saw, the Bears did this looking good. It's looking good already. Man, this, this, is, this, is, this is honestly getting me excited, man. This is what I'm talking about. Real football is back. I, I, oh, I, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I am pumped up. I am pumped for real football. So Chicago Bears football... Um, they're going to continue to play some more preseason games, yada, yada, yada. The season starts on Thursday night. They open it up, right? That's right. So get your fantasy leagues together. Okay? Yeah. Get serious. Be about this action. Uh, Chicago Bears had their eyes on a kicker from Baltimore, but Minnesota Vikings decided – they were going to be dumb enough to trade a pick higher than six. Oh, no, 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 dude. I'm going to remind you because the Minnesota Vikings are idiots for doing this. I know that, that they thought the Bears are going to do it, and that's fine. The Bears probably were going to do it. But anybody that trades higher than a six-round pick for a kicker is goofy, especially one that hasn't uh, put together a track record of success. He had a couple good games. You know? Would have liked to have had him, but not for a number five pick when you have limited picks as it is. Uh, yeah, hopefully we can still get somebody good because Elliot Fry and this other guy Eddie Panero. I don't know. I, I'm 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 still that's still in limbo. It's fine. They just, they just need to be better than Parky. I know Nagy and the Bears are making a huge deal out of this, and the kicker has to be one hundred percent. No kicker is one hundred percent. No kicker. Right. right. Even Gary Anderson had the, the it was like the first kicker to go 100% for the season. He missed in the playoffs. So which would you rather have? A kicker is going to miss a couple field goals during the season and then come in the playoffs and, and kill? Or the other way around? Just get a, a, a kick. People don't realize how bad Cody Parkey was last year. It wasn't just that game. It was bad all year. And a, even a bad kicker 
is going to hit 80% of field goals. So you just need somebody that's going to get you 90%. It's a big difference. It's a big difference. All I know is the Bears don't even need to be in a position where they have to rely on a kicker. That's all I'm saying is don't, don't rely on it. Matter of fact, if you can, go for two-point conversions more. How about that? I mean, just, you know, kickers miss. Kickers miss. They, they're, they're, they're human beings. They're flesh and blood. They miss. I, but, hear, you. I hear you, but hey, Bears fans don't want to hear that right now. Oh, no. And, and I, again, Cody Parkey was terrible. That's why it hurts a little more because he was a terrible kicker and something should have been done about it. But now yeah. you can't you can't fix Cody Parkey by by overdoing it now. It's like now you're trying to kill an ant with a hammer. No, just go with the flow, find a solid kicker, don't overpay for it. Right. But I digress. You're right. Yeah. So let's look for some more football. NBA free agency was great. We're not going to spend too much time on that either. Talked about theirs. And now it's time for our newest segment, the revered Stayos list. And in the Stayos list for this episode, me and Jordan are going to talk about our favorite jersey numbers that span all sports. That's right. It, it is in... No specific rank, I guess. Yeah. I mean, but we yeah, know number them out. I mean, we know what number one is, and we'll do that last. But the rest are in no specific okay. rank. Jordan, for some reason, likes the number three. <sighs> Why do you like <laughs> number three, Jordan? <laughs> you say for some reason. Uh, there's plenty of good reason. And I'll give you Jojo an English. Jojo English. Uh, all right. All right. Let's 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 cut the crap. Okay. <laughs> I just gave you an answer by saying the answer. Okay, Allen Iverson, Dwayne Wade. And 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 Dwayne Wade's farewell tour when uh they, they had those jerseys, the the white jerseys with the pink and the, the light green or whatever color that was, turquoise. Oh, those were mwah, magnificent. Miami Vice. So, Miami Vice yes, jerseys. Miami, yes. My, thank you. Miami Vice jerseys. Those are dope. That number three pops on there. And then, of course, you got the epic. You can't go wrong with the Allen Iverson Sixer jersey. So I, I'm going with number three. Number three stood out for me for a long time. I mean, those are two of the best shooting guards to ever do it. And, uh, yeah, that's my that's my reason. That reminds me, back to NBA free agency, I know we said we were done with it, but a couple more things. So Jimmy Butler went to the Miami Heat because he loved the way they sweat Dwayne Wade in his farewell tour. Uh. <laughs> oh, Jimmy. And Al Horford signed with the Philadelphia 76ers, likely making them the prohibitive favorite for the East. All right, back to did, our... Did you, did you, did you really just waste five minutes of the fans ear to talk about Jimmy Butler going to Miami. I don't think I don't think it's a waste. That makes Miami a, a contender in front of the Bulls. I mean a contender, a contender in that group with the Bulls. Okay. All right. He grouped into that, that last jumble of teams that are gonna make the playoffs instead of the Bulls. Okay. Whatever Jimmy Butler, say. best player on the first round out. Why does no one realize this? 
Why is no one seeing this? He's the best player on a first round out. That should be like on his gravestone. That is a horrible, horrible thing to live by, to be known by. I will, I will, by I the will, I will get you all the way to the first round. That's it. I guarantee you, I will get you to game seven in the first round. After that, don't call me. Our next number is the number zero. Oh, this yeah. It's also picked by Jordan because he likes those point oh. guards. Go ahead. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna diss it later, but go ahead. <laughs> don't you don't you don't bring up anybody else other than, than Gilbert Arenas, because that's the only zero that I, I fell in love with, man. Uh, first of all, I, I it was it was just out of the blue when he came into the league and he picked zero. It was just like one of those numbers that you wouldn't think a player would pick because it normally just symbolizes nothing. Zero is nothing. It's not you wouldn't even think of it as a number that you would pick in the NBA. But that's why I liked zero for Gilbert Arenas. Gilbert Arenas was that dude who just came out of the dark and just killed. He had those three really good, three or four good years on the Wizards where that dude was agent zero. He was a deadly assassin. You could not stop him. He was one of the best players in the league. And he just went about his business. And and I think having that number kind of kind of symbolizes, hey, you may not know who I am. You may not really think much of me, but watch when I get on that court. You're going to remember me. And that's what he did. Agents zero, baby. Olden Polonese was zero, as well as Randy Brown. Oh, I thought you was going to say Aaron Brooks. Oh, there's another. Since Gilbert Arenas yeah, has worn the number zero, a couple of players better than him have worn zero. Russell Westbrook and Damian Lillard. They're both one zero. The only thing about zero that I don't like is this. Stop with the whole rhetoric no one believed in me. I wear zero because nobody believed in me. You were drafted in the NBA. Somebody believed in you. Damian Lillard. Hey, oh, well, his means Oakland, right? His zero means Oakland. That's why he wears it. Hey, man. Don't 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 crap on uh don't crap on Gilbert, all right? Okay. Yeah, Gilbert was cool. He was cool. I'm just saying that whole rhetoric that nobody believed in me was safe that. <laughs> uh, that's why Kobe White wears it, right? Hey, shout out to Kobe White. Watch no. out for Kobe White. No, neither of those. I'm not shouting him out yet, nor am I gonna tell anybody to watch out. You are just such a uh uh just a dead. Debbie Downer, man. I'm not a Debbie Downer. I'm realistic. Kobe White had <laughs> Kobe White had quite the bit of trouble in summer league. No, whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> you exaggerate not a little bit. Now he wasn't. He didn't kill, but he he definitely held his own. He had some good games. He had, he showed enough. He's just not getting started. Okay. <laughs> and reel in those turnover numbers. Okay. Learn how to pass if you're going to play point guard in the NBA. You're absolutely right. Coming from UNC, that's what they did. They run and gun, and that sometimes comes with a little bit of errant passes. But you see the potential, man. Chris Paul sees it. I think I'll take Chris Paul's advice. Chris Paul saw it? What did he say? No, you know, he went to CPT's camp, and he always talked highly of Kobe White. He said he's going to be really good. Watch out. He's one of these rookies you under the – 
radar. Y'all talking about Zion and RJ and all them boys and, you know, uh, the point guards that were taken before him. But watch out for Kobe White. Don't sleep Kobe on, White just on went Kobe to Chris White. Paul's camp. So, Kobe yeah, White just he went to Chris Paul's he, He's been in CP3's camp before. He's been there a couple times, I believe. It's a couple of videos on YouTube that you can watch. Yeah, he's been there before. Oh, in the past. I'm like, he got drafted in the NBA and he's still going to Chris Paul's camp? No. <laughs> no. I need some work. So. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so awesome. Yeah. Does Chris Paul know he can't pass? Uh, I guess that's why he's going to his camp. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I I would think that he has the ability to pass, but, you know, just making better decisions with the ball. You know, I've seen some good passes by Kobe before. I mean, it's not like he's just completely, you know, just a, 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 a dummy when it comes to that, but he could improve on that. Yes. Uh, I'm, off, I'm off of that. I'm off of that. Back to our numbers. So I picked the All number right. 21 because Uh-oh. one of uh, the most polarizing players in my heart wore the number 21, Deion Sanders. Yeah. I loved him and hated him at the same time, but the possibly the best cover corner in the history. I, I argue that there are some closer than many would like to believe, but I have a special place in my heart for Dion. And then slamming Sammy when he was at the peak of his powers wore that yes, number sir. 21 with pride. And then, you know, you always have the little little cats here and there throughout the years that have worn a number that, you know, little mediocre players, similar Don't to who Jordan falls in love with, that have worn 21 Don't. over the years. I wasn't going to say Jimmy Butler. Uh, but he has worn to oh, But God, when it comes to my mind, like back in the day, dude, you know who I like that wore 21? I don't oh. know if you remember an old Saints running back named Dalton Hilliard. No, I didn't. He wore 21, and I just loved the way he played. And I think I, I ended up liking him because like, he played really well for me on the Tecmo Bowl or something like that. But I love Dalton Hilliard. And then... Uh, okay. Remember Eric Allen from the Eagles? Loved Eric Allen. I think I do remember that name. Shut down corner, man. Shut down corner. He was a he was a twenty one guy. Uh, there you go. Back in the day, so some guys to, to really grab onto. That's that's always kind of been my number twenty one, a personal favorite of mine. Shout out to Ha Ha Clinton Dix. Ha Ha. Who took the, the mantle of uh, Antrell Rowe. So the next number oh is 24. Now, 24. Yes, sir. 24 is an underrated number, but it's a great one. It Born is a great one. Pre-steroidal Barry Bonds, who was still good. Yep. You know, if Barry Bonds didn't do steroids, he would be in the Hall of Fame. He was, like, on that trajectory. Yeah. But he just wanted to make sure. <laughs> and make sure he did not. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not one of those advocates to let him in either. I mean, if it happens, I'm not mad. But if it doesn't, I'm not mad. You know, 
Baseball Hall of yeah. Fame is goofy anyway. But it also really wearing 24, my favorite baseball player of all time, King Griffey Jr. There you go. The kid, baby. There you go. And then you throw in some of my favorite football players. Uh, you got Champ Bailey, who wore the number 24, who just went into the pro football. He did. You're thing. right. You're right. Dude. And Ty Law also wore 24, also in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Champ Bailey was the goods, man. Dude, people forget. You 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 talk about before Darrell Revis and all these other guys. That dude was shut down city. Champ, I, I dare you to throw a champ. Yeah. Like the the yeah. great Darrell Green, when he retired, was like, that's the new dude right there. Yeah. So this yeah. is a few of the 24s in my life that made an impression. One of the great, great sports numbers, the number 24. Also, don't you Larry forget Martin. the legend. I, I was just about to say, don't forget Lowry Legend. Lowry Marketing or 24. Yeah. So uh, 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 Scott Burrell of the Bulls Championship years. Ooh, Scott Burrell. Wow, you took it back. Yeah, so 24. Wasn't he a two-sport athlete, too? Yes, he was drafted to play Major League Baseball. He chose basketball. He was a pitcher. Yeah. Okay, okay. I, I, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, okay. Cool. So, it's good for Scott Burrell. The... And, if you, and, of course, hit the stay line, as referenced earlier in the episode. If you can think of anything different, hit us in the text. Matter of fact, I'll give it to you again, 904-878-2676. Hit us up. Maybe around for a limited yes, time, depending on how this goes. Yes, sir. The next number that Jordan loves uh, pretty much has only one person under it. That's the number 91, even though I can think of others. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the reason why I love it because who in the world picks number 91 for any sport? I mean, uh, unless you're Eddie Goldman or you're playing football and you're on the defensive, you know, line, but, but Dennis Rodman, Dennis Rodman, the worm baby, unique in every single way stands out is his own person doesn't care, and that's why I like number 91. It was just out, out there for a basketball jersey. And I'm like, hey, do your thing, man. The worm, baby. Wasn't nothing like him. Will never be after. That's right, bro. That's right. I was going to mention Eddie Goldman. Good job. Um, there's your 91s. The next number I think is is honestly... No, I'm going to skip it and save it for second to last. Uh, okay. The number the number 10, I believe, oh, yes. has, uh, has some soccer love for us. Let's stay on podcast, man. There is not yeah. a sport we don't touch at some point. Okay, so let that be known. Even when we're just discussing jersey numbers or sweater numbers, you know, the number 10, you know, is, is a solid number. And why is that, George? Well, the number 10 is very, very solid, especially in soccer. 
soccer. Soccer, the number 10, represents usually it represents the best player on your team. And if you all can remember, we go back, go back way back, even before, well, I was born. I don't think Chris was born, maybe not. Pele. Pele wore number 10. Got to give a shout-out and love to Pele. Got to give a shout-out to Lionel Messi, one of my favorite players of all time when it comes to soccer. Uh, there's a couple of other cats out there. I know it's a guy on Brazil, and I'm, I'm, I'm so mad that I'm missing his name because he's a top player. You guys know who I'm talking about. He's on Brazil. He wears number 10. Uh, a, lot, a lot of players across the board. Uh, you, you even got number 10 for our beloved Bears, Mitch Trubisky. So... Ten is a ten is a very 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 good number, uh, so I'm going with ten, man. Got to give some soccer love. Yes. So get Trubisky, you got Pele, BJ Armstrong, Bob Love. For all you hockey buffs out there, Tony Amante wore the number ten for the Blackhawks, right? You know what? You're right. I think so. I want to say somebody wears number ten for the Blackhawks now. I believe it used to be Patrick Sharp. No. And, yes. And, and, yeah. Used to be Patrick Sharp. Neymar. And Patrick Sharp was one of my favorite players. Neymar Jr. Thank you. I, I could not get his name. I couldn't get that out of my brain for the longest. Neymar. That's who I was thinking of. Neymar is a beast. And Maradona wore it back in the day. There you go. There you go. Yep. So there's that. That's number 10. It's strongly based in soccer. Thanks, Jordan, for keeping us cultured. Hey, man. I try. Jordan's favorite player wears number one. And, of course, you all should already know who that is. You already know. Tracy McGrady, baby. Yes. No, no, no. But he he does he does he does wear number one. But come on, we 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 reside in Chicago. Too fast, too strong, too good. Derrick Rose, number one. Tracy McGrady put up the best thirteen seconds of any player in NBA history. Absolutely, that was epic. Like I I still there's a few things. Nostalgic wise, outside of Jordan video, there's a few things nostalgic wise that I watch regularly. One is like Clay Thompson going nuts on several different occasions, and yeah, the other is Tracy McGrady's 13 seconds against the Spurs. Well, they were down like seven, right? They're down like yeah. seven yeah. with 30 seconds left, and then Tracy in 13 seconds. Like, went nuts. He got a steal, a couple four-point plays. Oof. T-Mac could score that basketball, man. Yeah. And his prime, the magic days were definitely magic. That, that, it, was, uh, it was epic. Yeah, Him and Kobe had some battles. Oh, and that's another 24 we missed. Kobe Bryant. Don't add oh, us. Oh, how could we? Is yeah, that, of course. Is that what the kids say today? Don't add us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we forgot about Kobe, old Kobe, 24. Yeah, you're right. Then you got number seven. 
for us, for you modern fans, that's a nice little Tim Anderson for you. There you go. <laughs> what else you got? You got Tony Kukoc. Tony Kukoc. You got Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, you got Bum Carmelo Anthony. Uh, Old school John Elway. Oh, oh, and your boy from the Atlanta Falcons. Michael Vick. Greatest athlete yes, to play the quarterback position. Yeah. I, I, I will say that, although I will admit there might be some players that eventually have the potential to close in on that. But he definitely was the the the, the guy to start that. Oh, yeah, there's a guy in Baltimore right now who can, can do quite a bit. Yeah. And that Don't Kansas sleep on Kyler Murray either. That Kansas Pat Mahomes City is more of a... Yeah. yeah. Pat Mahomes is more of a... Of, he's a dual threat, but he's more of an of a arm cannon then I would say a pass, a, a, a rusher. I would give that more to uh, Lamar and uh, Kyler Murray. I think Kyler Murray is going to set the world on fire with uh, his skill set. We'll see. Kingsbury is going to have him dinking and dunking down the field. And eventually a good team is just going to kill that. Um, yeah, we'll see. So during training camp, you know how – they do the quarterback drills, and you got to basically put the biscuit in the basket. And they set them up in strategic spots on the field. And you had that 40-yard throw into the corner. So yeah. the right side of the field, all the Bears quarterbacks are hitting that, right? But the left yeah. side of the field where you got to turn your body, they were all having trouble with that one. Really? Like, like real bad trouble. And I'm not saying it to disparage the Bears quarterbacks. They're going to be good, especially Trubisky. It's going to be good. But it just impressed on me how good Patrick Mahomes is. The difficulty of throwing against your body with accuracy and for him to do it routinely and on occasion without looking, (laughs) that kid's the goods, man. He's the goods. Yeah. I look for Mitch. I look for Mitch to to creep in that direction of what Pat gave you last year. He's not going to do what Pat did, but I look for Mitch to put up some decent numbers and shit. That Kansas City thing is is that that's a thing. Like they drafted a guy to replace Tyreek Hill, and then the NFL gave them Tyreek Hill back. Yeah, that that kind of amazed me. I was expecting Tyreek Hill to. Be done at least with that team, but uh, somehow, some way, he got out of that. Now they got a full. <laughs> a but they full have no evidence. Talent. They said they have no evidence against them, so they can't do anything. But they got a core. Like I got to find that graphic. But there's a there's a graphic that someone put up about the Kansas City Chiefs receiving core, where they have four guys sub four four. Yeah. So they're calling, them the, they're calling them the Legion of Zoom. Well, there you go. And this, uh, this one kid, I forgot his name. Uh, he played in preseason the other night. He, he picked up a end around out of the backfield, and everyone else looked like they were running in sand. Really? Those Chiefs are going to be fun. They're going to be fun. 
But the Bears yeah. have some good Thank speed too. So let's let's see. Yeah. So that's going to be some appointment television when they play each other toward the end of the year, right? It's like week fourteen. Yeah. I, that that that's what I can't wait for because you talk about a high octane offense and you saw what the Bears did to uh, the Rams the year before. But uh, I think that that test of going against the Chiefs is going to be really really uh, really fun to watch because now you're 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 putting the best offense of against you know in most people's minds the best defense in my opinion too, which will be more aggressive this year when it comes to trying to get after the quarterback. So that's going to be a fun. Fun, fun game. Just a side note, and we got a couple more jersey numbers to throw out there, but just a side note, um, since we're doing our list, let me ask you about another list. How, are you done with the NFL 100? You mean like, I am, am I kind of irritated by it? Are you kind of over it? Like, Yeah, I mean, it's okay. I mean, I, I, I can't. I can't disagree with who they picked for number one. I, I can't go wrong with Aaron Donald. It was an epic year for him as tackle. But, uh, no, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with it's that. Not me. I love Drew Brees, but he's not the best quarterback in football. No, he's not. Uh, Pat Mahomes definitely showed this year that he is he, he he's the best, at least for this year, or the past year, I should say. So, I mean, I think it was kind of a, you know, ideas they give an homage to him or, or like kind of pay him his, his respects because Drew Brees is still very, very, very accurate and does his thing. Uh, I think it was but, a lot of haters yeah. for Mahomes. You think, think so? Because he was, what, seven or six or something like that? I think he was seven. Seven. And Drew, Drew was two. Drew was two. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, now, you're I'm, saying, I'm with you now you're telling me Drew Brees is better than Khalil Mack. Um, well, go. I mean, you can't. You, you're talking about two different positions. I, I, I'm really not mad at that. You know, I would have put Mahomes two, and then Khalil Mack three. But uh, Drew Brees, again, seventy-five percent accuracy. I, I mean, I can't argue it. I, I guess what I'm saying is I can't necessarily be that mad. I would have still preferred if it was up to me and I made the list, I would have put Mahomes at two and then Drew Brees maybe four or five or, or six in that range. But I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm that upset like he should be all the way down at 30 and somehow somebody just was like being a, a, a biased bum and just put him all the way up at two. I think he still deserves a high grade. Okay, so so here's the way it broke down. Donald, of course, was one. No no beef. You have Breeze two, Mac three, Mahomes four. I'm oh, switching okay. I'm Mahomes switching four. Drew and Pat. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I agree. I, I just I'm just not that irritated by it. I'm not that annoyed. But yeah, if 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 I had the choice, I would switch that out. You're right. And then you got girly five. I get he had a great year last yeah. year. He, he did, even though I think we're just thinking about recency bias as far as what he did at the tail end. He wasn't able to play, and then now reports are he may not be getting the same kind of workload. So uh, that number's definitely not going to be that high this year. 
You got Tyreek Hill at 19. Okay, I give you that. Saquon Barkley, 16. I'm not feeling yeah. the Stephen Gilmore, 22. Like, it's... it's Yeah, because, I don't know what the heck they were thinking. I saw that, too. Because... Like, you, and you know how I feel. I think players, I think professional players have a level of insight that we do not have. But I think they're also somewhat jaded by relationships, by yeah. biases, things like that, as, as are most yeah. humans. But I think that when we get, as fans, we kind of get the short end of the stick, writers too, because they just, People assume that because those two entities didn't run up and down a field that they don't know what they're talking about. And it's just... But anyway, like that that NFL Top 100 just shows me that because it's voted on by the players, by your peers. So the NFL Top 100 just shows me that players get it wrong too. But I'm kind of over it, man. Like, I don't, I don't, it's whatever. But I just, I just looked at it and how it was breaking down and it seemed weird to me. Like, and I'm not, I'm also not one of those guys that's big on like what ifs, but yeah. You know, hypothetically speaking, the Bears could have Aaron Donald and Khalil Mack. They were one pick away from that. I don't even want to yeah. think about that. They were one pick away because that's, that's all I wanted that draft was Aaron Donald. That dude, man, if you had those two dudes at once, there there's not a quarterback that would be safe. You replace you replace Eddie Goldman with Aaron Donald, and you have I don't, I don't know what you uh, would have. That would and be, that's, that would be just unfair. And that's not a knock on Eddie Goldman because Eddie Goldman is a beast himself. Yeah, but he ain't no Aaron. Donald. Oh, he's not. He's not. He's not. Also, from what I saw at Bears training camp, keep your eyes out for Leonard Floyd. He's playing with some ferocity. Whew. Yeah, you know what? I heard that over the offseason, he actually trained with Khalil Mack, which is, uh, I, I, I wouldn't say that's a bad thing <laughs> to, to, to no. actually go to work with uh, the, the best in the business at what he does. So, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking that he's going to have a, a certain level of intensity. And again, his thing is health. So if he stays healthy, look out for him to, to get on the other edge and really cause some havoc this year. Just keep him away from the Bulls training staff. So our last two numbers. <laughs> and these are my top two. The num- first number two is the number 34. So we know what that means here in Chicago. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about talking about Walter Payton. Sweetness. That's right. Sweetness. You know, and what's what's tied to that man? Possibly, in in my opinion, the greatest football player ever. You know, when you're talking about being able to do so many things on such a high level, engage your body physically in the game of football. He's he's up there, man. He's up there. Like Jim Brown is even quoted as calling him a monster. So, you know, Walter Payton. And then my one of my top five athletes of all time, Bo Jackson, wore the number thirty-four. 
You got you go. Kirby Puckett. If you're into some baseball, there you go. Uh, Charles Barkley, Hakeem Elijah won. Both wore 34. There you go. You got if you want to get real old school, Chicago, Milwaukee Bucks, Terry Cummings wore 34. So you got a, a lot of a lot of strong 34s out there on that list. Giannis Atacumpo, you got Kerry Wood, you got you got uh Kerry Wood, like was- Giannis. Little Freddie yeah, Garcia. Yeah, it's a lot of them. There you go. Yeah, that's a Charles, lot of them. Little, little Charles Oakley for you. There you go. Stacey King. Too big. It was his first number, 34. Oh, wow. Okay. I yep. definitely don't remember that. Okay. Stacey okay. wore 34 before he went to 21. Shout out to Stacey King. And the number one number, we all know what it is. It's 23. Yep. The GOAT. The GOAT. And even the modern millennial representation of the GOAT, LeBron James. Yeah. Don't forget Ryan Sandberg. Like, 23 was a hot Uh, number here for a while. Yeah, Ryan Sandberg. Jermaine Dye was 23, right? Yes. I like Jermaine Dye. He was solid. He was solid. Good hitter. Contributed to that White Sox winner. That's right. And growing up, man, Ryan Sandberg was one of my favorite baseball players. Or 23 Chicago Cubs. This is the best baseball player in Chicago for a long time. So, there and there's other, there's other 23s even playing now. Sweet Lou Williams doing his thing out Sweet there. Lou. He's still a That's clipper. Right. Let's not forget that either. So, yeah. that's, so that's the stay house list. We veered left and right on it a little bit, but just wanted to give you our top jersey numbers. So uh, if we wear jerseys, you're going to see us rocking it. Also look for a 54 Erlacher when you look at Chris from the stay house podcast. Okay. All right. I that. But now that that's done, we went from our revered segment to our beloved segment, the Grub Report. Uh, I have things, but I am going to digress to Jordan because Jordan has a remarkable story to tell us to close out the Stay House podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, remarkable indeed. I'll tell you how how sometimes I'm just, I just completely dropped the ball. So at work, uh, took lunch one time. This is about a week and a half ago. And I am, obviously, I have a taste. You all should already know my favorite food is Mexican food. I will try a taco from here to Mexico if I have to. I will travel for Mexican food. I will travel for horchatas. So went to this one spot and I already had my mind made up before I even entered the building, entered the restaurant. I said, I want four steak tacos with onions, cilantro, and green sauce. No cheese, no tomato, no anything else. Just straight Mexican style, cilantro, onion, green sauce. So I walk into the place, didn't pay attention to the awning. I just Googled it and I said, oh, this place sounds good. Didn't realize where I was going and what the word meant. So I walked in, saw the all these people just, there's 
bustling. And and it's it's a small restaurant, by the way. It it literally is the size of maybe a conference room, maybe a little bit larger than a conference room. And these people are just in there, just having a good time at all these small tables, just in groups, and they're just killing the food. They got, you know, you got tortillas and a platter of meat just just sitting in the middle of tables. So I'm like, man, this must be the place because it's crowded in here. So I'm looking at the guy. This guy's behind the counter. He's chopping up this meat, and it looks like pork meat. And I see pork ear, and I see all these different parts of the pork just being chopped up all together in fine fashion and being put on plate so I'm, I'm talking to the lady at the cashier at the register and i'm like yeah, yeah can i order four steak tacos now mind you i don't speak spanish or i only know a few select words they didn't understand anything i said so when i said hey can i have four steak tacos with cilantro and onion she said uh okay huh? what uh and then she started trying to talk back to me with her hands i'm like steak tacos steak She's like, oh, okay. And she whispered to the guy cutting the meat, and somebody went in the back. And then I, I came back out, or, or rather, they came back out and just gave me four pork tacos. So the lady behind me, she was Hispanic in line. She happened to speak perfect English. So she looks at me, she says, Yeah, you know, this is, this is, uh, the place is called Carnitas Urupuan. And I was like, Yeah, I, it's Mexican food. So what, what? I can't get steak tacos? She was like, no, it's called carnitas urupuan. My dumb self walked into a place where they only sell pork for their tacos. And the place is called carnitas. Carnitas is pork. And they have a huge pig on their awning when you enter. So mm-hmm. I, I, I just blindly walked past all of that. I'm like, oh, well, drop the ball on this. But I didn't want to back out. I didn't want to, you know, backtrack. I didn't want to say, oh, no, never mind. I don't want it. I said, you know what? I'm already in this halfway. They already gave me good service. They already offered me some food. I'm going to just go with it. I'm going to see how it is. So what they do is they give you these huge portions of meat. I didn't even need four. I got four, but I didn't need four. I needed two because in each taco, they just slam it with meat. You can't even close it. You know, I usually try to close a taco and bend it. You, you barely can do that. And they give you nothing else. There's no cheese. There's no lettuce, tomato, cilantro, onion. They just give you a, a, a little container of a, the little, little thing of uh, like if you go to get wings, the, what, what they put the little mouth sauce in. They give you that and it's filled with like chopped up jalapeno and diced tomato and onion and uh, salt and some sort of juices. And you can kind of pour that Sorry. over the meat. It, no, 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 it's not. It's not. I, look here. I've been to I know what sauce is. That was different. It's a different mixture from salsa. But you didn't know the Maybe word carne. It's called salsa. Whatever. Leave me alone. <laughs> so anyway, the carnitas were divine. When I tell you they didn't add anything to it, I ate that. I ate one of them by itself. Just the meat and the taco. It was Amazing. And they chopped up ear in it. And, and the pig ear, man, it was all, all flavorful. I, I, I stumbled onto a gym. It is called Carnitas Urupuan. It is on 1725 West 18th Street. If you are in that area and you want a nice slow-cooked pork dish, oh, my God, it is extremely good. The next time I go in there, I know exactly what I'll be ordering because that is all they have on their menu is pork in different forms. 
and you will not be disappointed. Just make sure you're in for a nice meal because when I tell you the meat is just overflowing. And then he he gave me a sample when I was when I was when I was cashing out. The guy came over and just handed me a napkin with like this huge piece of pork meat. I'm like, "Oh, oh, okay." And I just ate on that. That could have been my lunch right there. It is filling. It is flavorful. And it is worth all of your time. Carnitas Urupua. Carnitas Urupua. <laughs> it said, is dependent. When you said you got an extra little treat, I thought you were going to say it was an earlobe. When... No. No. <laughs> no. I, I, that, that was already in the taco. They died that. They diced all that up. So, so they put bits of real ear in there. Yeah, you'll see it. Like there's different shades or ton- color tones to the meat. So when he grabs the meat, like they whatever they do, they put it, they cook it in the back. They 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 section it off in the back, and then they bring it to the front. And there's this older guy who's just chopping up all the different parts of the pig together. And of course, you got your normal pork meat. That's nice and flavorful and tender. But then there was this other darker shade, and you could tell it was an ear. You could tell it was an ear before he d- chopped it up in it. But once he chops it up, it all is just together. So it's all mixed in together. And then he just puts it in, in, the, in, the, in the tortilla, in the flour, flour tortilla, and you go to town. Won't even think that it's disgusting. I know that somebody probably is saying right now, ear, but when you try, it is flavorful. It is delicious. They know what they're doing. I don't. I don't question Mexican cooking. I, I really don't. That somebody you're talking about is me. Um, <laughs> I would say give I it question, one shot. I question everything. I don't hear, <laughs> and I, I mean, and, and I'm sure this is a great place. I don't doubt your 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 taste for flavor. I'm just a very finicky eater, and you know I don't like to I don't like to whisper that closely into anyone's ear. That's so <laughs> Here, here's my only thing: if I, I were not to explain what was diced or chopped into it, and I gave you one just to eat, you would probably want to go back until you find out that there's bits of other parts of the pork in there. You're probably that, right, but now that I know that you're eating Ruder to Tudor tacos, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm good. All right, man, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta open up your mind, man. Come on, man. You know, many millennia ago, there was a snake that told the lady that. So, <laughs> <laughs> don't you dare compare me. All right, well. Hey, it's not for everybody, but I'm telling you, it is worth it. If you if you just so happen to want to try it, or anybody out there listening, oh, yeah. it is worth your time and your money. Carnitas Uruguay. There you go. Look for it. Check on it. I am going to pass and forego my growth report this week. I want to end the show on Jordan's wonderful story. So that when you're done listening to this, you can think about Ruta to the tacos. <laughs> Whatever. This has been the latest episode of the legendary Stay Ops podcast. We thank all of you 
for spending just over an hour or so with us. Again, hit us up on social media at Stay House Podcast, Twitter, as well as Instagram. I've been Chris. Been here with Jordan. Holla at y'all next time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.